I'm John Lasher. Welcome to another episode of Unchain, our podcast about history, mental health, and the transformation of the oldest psychiatric hospital in Sub-Saharan Africa, the Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital. In our last episode of Unchain, we talked about the stigma that persists against those living with mental health conditions in Sierra Leone and around the world. We ended with the words of Aminata, a former inpatient whose time at Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital proves a double-edged sword. Medication and care at the hospital helped her get her life back, but also, she rightfully fears may have made that life very small. The stigma about the hospital, anybody that comes here, even if it's not full-scale madness, they will always consider as a mad person. So at times that disturbs me. But generally, I'm okay in the hospital. But from time to time, I feel, I feel bad. I feel scared. How can I face my world after here? As we near the end of Mental Health Awareness Month, we wanted to further explore Aminata's question. What is the path forward from Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital? Most of these patients, the stigma that is attached towards mental health in, in this part of the world. So most of them, they are abandoned patients. So PI takes care of them. But again, one thing about mental health care, you treat somebody holistically, not in isolation. You give them medication, you counsel them, and the social support. That's our friend, Dr. Abdul Jallo. You may remember him and his early memories of medical school. I told my colleagues in class that I'm, I'm going to do psychiatry. They thought it was a joke. In Sierra Leone, you can count the number of psychiatrists on one hand, and Dr. Jallo is one of them. And he's the medical superintendent of Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital, overseeing the hospital's clinical care and programs, including one that's relatively new, the Community Health Worker Program. Community health workers, or CHWs, are a staple of Partners in Health's work around the world and of health systems in many impoverished countries. They're trusted members of their communities who monitor patients' health and provide moral support directly in their homes and neighborhoods and who connect patients with care for a wide range of health issues, HIV, tuberculosis, diabetes, malnutrition, pregnancy, hypertension, and the list goes on. But that list of diseases and afflictions hasn't typically included mental health conditions. This may be because of stigma, or it may be because public health policymakers have not prioritized its inclusion, or perhaps it is because there is an absence of mental health care at all to link patients to. It is likely a combination of all of these factors, but one thing is certain. For a long time, CHWs had nowhere to link patients to high-quality mental health care. But that's starting to change. Keeping up with a global trend around decentralizing mental health care, moving it from a small number of specialized facilities to easily accessible neighborhood clinics, PIH began a dedicated mental health CHW program in 2019 at the Ministry of Health Hospital it supports in Kono District, six hours away from the capital in the far east of Sierra Leone. And as 2020 drew to a close, that model made its way to Freetown, to the country's only dedicated mental health care facility, the Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital. I think um, um, this um, uh, community psychiatry is the new trend in, in, in mental health care because we are trying to to um, to integrate mental health services into the community, into other um, um, level of care, secondary and 
primary health care. Can you tell us a little bit more specifically about how the CHW program is structured and how it works and what support the CHWs are providing to patients at the hospital and in the community? These community health workers, they will trace and track people with mental health problems and then they will refer them to the appropriate services that they need. They know the homes of these people. So, so I mean, they, they, they go to the community, they, they raise awareness, they sensitize people, and then they encourage them to, to come for follow-up visits and compliance in terms of medication. CHWs work in their communities identifying people who may be in need of mental health care. They also maintain relationships with specific patients, visiting them at home to provide accompaniment and emotional support. According to Dr. Jallo, Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital's CHW program should be credited for the fact that the hospital today has more outpatients than inpatients. It's a startling example of deinstitutionalization, creating avenues for people with mental health conditions to live independent lives away from a hospital. So on Wednesdays, we have our outpatient clinic. There is this young lady who has been coming to the hospital almost like, um, we, we call them rapid cyclers. They come to the hospital four more times for admissions. But since we discharged her in February, she, she, she has not gotten any relapse because she told me that the community health workers visit her three times a week to encourage her to take her medication because one of her major challenges before was compliance to, 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 to medication. But because of the visits of these community health workers, they, they encourage her to take her medications. And now she's doing perfectly okay. Do you think one day we won't need a big asylum like Kissy, or will we always have something like the Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital? The three approach, approaches that um, the WHO is recommending, one approach is we shut the entrance door, we open the exit door, and then we maintain those that are abandoned, those that have nowhere to go. So, 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 so it's like three approach. But what would happen if you shut the entrance right now and didn't welcome new patients into the Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital? What would happen to people who are acutely ill, suffering from mental health conditions? It's not that we are closing the doors. What we're doing is that to, to reduce the admission rate. Yeah, because some cases, it's better for them to be managed in the community than in the hospitals. Because asylum, the word as asylum is like a prison. But basically, the whole, the, the whole idea is to, is to try to destigmatize mental health and then for mental health to be part of the universal health coverage. You may recall from earlier in Unchained the connections between slavery and colonialism and the practice of chaining that occurred at Kissy Mental Asylum before it was supported by PIH and renamed Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital. Investing in mental health care here so that as many people as possible receive outpatient treatment isn't just more effective for patients. It's also a form of historical redress, and as Dr. Jallo says, a way to chip away at the stigma against mental health conditions. The Community Health Worker Program is helping with all of that.
But of course, inpatient care isn't a hindrance to the movement to destigmatize mental health conditions or to patient outcomes. It can be incredibly beneficial, and in many cases, for many people, it is necessary. That's why the Community Health Worker Program at Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital doesn't just rely on CHWs beyond the walls of the hospital. Community doesn't only mean you should be outside the hospital. Even within the hospital, so it's a community. And you said that former patients are hired as CHWs. Because they are the live experience people. They, they, they have gone through what their colleagues are currently undergoing. So, um, so um, they know exactly what are the challenges, especially in terms of compliance, in terms of follow-up visits, in terms of social issues in their community, the stigma that, that is involved. So um, they go meet them, try to talk to them, counsel them by, by talking, for them to know exactly that mental health or mental illness is not the end of one's life. You know the expression, those who feel it, know it? Yes, exactly. Those who feel it, know it. So that is why we say they are lived experience. Those who feel it, know it was a phrase used by Ebola survivors, many of whom went on to become community health workers during the historic Ebola outbreak in West Africa from 2014 to 2016. Their mission was to care for the sick, educate communities about the virus, and to combat stigma against survivors, who are often returning home after having lost many members of their families and having many of their personal belongings destroyed. Some lost their jobs after weeks of treatment, isolation, quarantine, or all three. Some community members feared that Ebola survivors still carried the disease. Still today, the Ebola survivor community uses the saying as a rallying cry, bonding them together and elevating their lived experience as expertise. And now we hear it around Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital too, lifting up the voices and leadership of former inpatients like Agnes. My full name is Agnes Sumaila. What do you remember from before you became a patient at Kisi? It because when I'm not going to remember Bokuti again. I can't any longer remember a lot of things. What is the first thing you remember? Well, I remember myself. I realize myself. That is the first thing I, I remember myself. Because whenever somebody has become healed, the first thing when you notice of yourself, that you will know that, oh yes, I have been okay or not. Agnes is a former inpatient at the Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital. She was homeless, living on the streets of Freetown, until a doctor noticed she was in need of care. She was admitted to the hospital in August of last year. Today, with the introduction of medication and therapeutic care at the hospital, she is stable and healthy. She is among former inpatients currently working as community health workers inside Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital and is one of the first people patients meet when they arrive. When we are there, when they come with patients, not able to do anything for himself, at that moment, we will be there for the person. It's the medicine will make the patient go well. We are just assisting them because that moment, they don't know what to do, so we go close to them and help them. We talk to her to go and wash. After washing, pray the bill, 
we encourage that if because some of them will come, they don't even have appetite to eat, so we talk to them for them to eat. Another inpatient CHW is Hawa Kabia. Hawa spent years in prison for a crime she says she was framed for because of her illness. She was released from jail and arrived at the hospital after receiving a presidential pardon. Like Agnes, she doesn't remember much about her initial care, but she knows it was a struggle and empathizes with the patients she supports. And how does it feel to be a CHW? I feel fine because now it's right now for sure we say all is not lost. You are now trying to show us that all is not lost. A test of God. It is just a test from God. As Dr. Jallo mentioned, the community health worker program has value not just for current patients, but also for CHWs themselves. It helps them, to borrow Aminata's words, face their worlds. Practically speaking, there's the benefits of having a job, of earning money, and being self-sufficient, especially when paid work is unjustly rare. I feel good because it's not easy for a patient to come and when you feel better, they take you on work. So I feel good for that. But there's also the therapeutic benefits of feeling useful and needed, of being seen as an expert and your story having value, of remaining in a community where you are safe and respected, of helping others in the way you once needed help yourself. What do you say to your patients when they're having a bad day? I will invite her to sit down with me and I share my story with her. Sometimes some are going to pick up a stick and I will go and collect it from her. Some will go and pick up a stone, I will go and collect it from her. And I will sit down with them and cancel them. Because of this, even when I get up to leave, they will follow me. As healing as working as a CHW can prove, it is, of course, not a perfect solution. Occasionally, inpatient CHWs relapse and must pause their work. All of them remain in outpatient care. I do reflect that as human beings, health is worth because there is no human being in this world who can say a prayer in order not to fall sick. Sickness can catch up with us at any given time. Not really easy. Mental health is not really easy because I'm sick for me, you don't know what It is really not easy. A mental health problem is really not easy because it is an illness that cannot completely be cured from a person because it is an illness that is part of us. No matter what, it is now part of us. As Agnes says, we all are vulnerable to struggles with our mental health, and no matter the condition, there is no cure, only monitoring and maintenance. Even amid the empowering aspects of their work, CHWs witness their patients' journeys and are occasionally reminded of their own painful pasts and vulnerability. Because you know that this disease, once we have been affected by it, it has become a stain. Some people will no longer accept you in society. Some people will no longer encourage you again. So it really painful getting sick there. So it is really painful for those of us who have been affected by such diseases. I know you feel good when they see me competing. I do not normally feel good when I see my companions living in that same condition. Emotional, I know you feel fine. I normally do not feel fine. That's why we 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 we, we, we also monitor them. They too come for a follow up. We may reassess them to know exactly what are their problems, 
well, what are their challenges so, so that we know to prevent a relapse. One thing about health is if you don't have the support or you take care of yourself, you, you, you will definitely relapse. It's just like if you have a, a high blood pressure or diabetes, if, if you don't do what you are supposed to do, you will relapse. It's the same thing with mental health issues. So, so I mean, basically, we, fo we, 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 I mean, we do fo fo follow them also as community health workers because we know that there are lots of challenges. There's stigma out there. So, I mean, we, we assess them again to know how they are doing. Agnes and Hawa provide examples not of defeating their mental health condition, but of living with it, of the wholeness that is possible to achieve even starting from dire circumstances, of showing up to care for themselves and having support from quality clinical care, and, in turn, to care for others. Well, I hope better thing for them. I, 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 I hope for good. I really want to advocate for them. As the number of people arriving at Sierra Leone Psychiatric Teaching Hospital for care continues to grow, so too will the CHW program. More patients will need CHW services, and there will be more former patients to provide this help while continuing on their own mental health journeys. How will they face their world? Together. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unchained. Find any episodes you missed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or YouTube under Partners in Health and explore more stories from Sierra Leone and PIH by visiting PIH.org. Look for us at Partners in Health on Instagram and Facebook or PIH on Twitter and DM us your comments or questions. Happy Mental Health Awareness Month. Be well.